So hello one and all, and welcome to our first full-length episode of Tea Time with Elvis. With me, Mark, and of course, watching and listening, though more likely sleeping, in the background, Elvis. No, not that Elvis. I haven't quite lost my mind in the lockdown yet. But Elvis, my ever-present and adorable three-year-old Border Collie. So what's on the show today? That's a good question, isn't it? I'm sure the biggest challenge any novice podcaster such as myself faces is finding something to talk about that holds the interest of the listener. I am neither a celebrity nor a sporting superstar, so I am somewhat limited in terms of anecdotes involving the so-called great, the good, and the not-so-good. Limited, but not completely lacking, as we might hear someday. I thought that the best starting point would be to introduce myself to you, telling you a bit about me and what I do. Then, we can look at this unbelievable situation we find ourselves in, from the perspective of a Brit living in the Czech Republic. And as it's Easter weekend, we can learn something about Easter in the Czech Republic, some of which might surprise you. And then finally, we'll end with some interesting things learned today. Today's Tea Time Tea, and if we're lucky, perhaps some wise words from my co-host. So let's begin. Allow us to introduce ourselves. Uh, my name is Mark, as I said at the top of the show. I'm 40 years old. Uh, well, actually, uh, 39 years old, but I'll very soon be 40, so I shouldn't be so quick to wish my life away, I guess. Uh, I am an English teacher, uh, more by accident, I suppose, than by design. Uh, I hold a degree in uh, political science, but... Uh, by happy accident, I have somehow become an English teacher, and I teach uh, at a local uh, primary school in the uh, Eagle Mountains area of the Czech Republic. And it's uh, it's a really wonderful place to live and to work. I've been here now uh, eight years, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. And for the last three of those years, I've been joined by my best friend and co-host, uh, professional mole botherer, uh, Elvis, uh, Border Collie. Uh, not your usual uh, Border Collie, he's not uh, black and white. He is uh, more of a golden, uh, sandy golden colour. Uh, he enjoys long walks, uh, losing balls in the local river, and uh, making new friends. He's he's a very, very friendly dog. And so hopefully, I hope we'll hear some something from him later on. Um, obviously, we're all living through very strange and uh, unprecedented times uh, with this uh, coronavirus pandemic. Uh, personally, I've been uh, in semi-lockdown, I suppose, uh, for a month uh, here in the Czech Republic. Uh, we've been in this situation for about a month. Um, the schools closed uh, about uh, two or three days before the whole country went into lockdown. Uh, it was a bit of a surprise. Um, I was actually at the school. I was uh, sitting with the um, caretaker of the school, actually, 
when uh, when we heard the news we heard it on the radio and then when we came upstairs to the staff room all of the teachers were in congress and the headmaster was uh, uh, telling us uh, basically what was going to happen uh, initially we thought we would be able to uh, come to school twice a week uh, as teachers uh, while the children were not there in order to you know prepare lessons and work out a strategy for dealing with uh, this uh, this problem and certainly the the logistics and everything of, of teaching the kids from home um, we did go to work uh, the day after uh, the announcement and then uh, pretty soon after that it was announced that uh, uh, you shouldn't go to work unless it was absolutely essential and then quite soon after that we had legislation uh, come in requiring all uh, citizens to wear face masks um, there are a lot of there was a lot of debate about that uh, I had friends telling me you know why are you bothering uh, it doesn't protect you um, you know uh, you shouldn't 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 wear that it might be more of a liability um, however, the government here didn't take that uh, take that stand. Instead, they worked on the assumption that uh, your face mask uh, protects me and my face mask protects you. So, of course, if everybody is wearing one, uh, then you should uh, mitigate the, the risks of uh, contracting the disease. Of course, the biggest problem was that... Uh, you know there was a severe lack and shortage of face masks uh, you know the, the proper medical standard ones and all of those of course were needed for healthcare professionals uh, so a call went out and actually I was I was really proud uh, you know I'm not Czech myself but I, I, I felt uh, quite patriotic I suppose in, in a way uh, for for the Czechs by the way they responded to this uh, within three days um, you know, women and, and men uh, across the country mobilized and, and sewed uh, a huge, vast uh, array and variety of uh, homemade 100% uh, cotton uh, cloth masks uh, with all sorts of uh, interesting uh, patterns and designs on them. Um, I think I read somewhere that the sales of sewing machines went up some 300%. Uh, during the uh, the first uh, the week or so of of this lockdown, um, I I was very lucky. I, I had a couple of friends uh, come and, and deliver me some masks um, because you know we, we're forbidden to leave the house uh, without them. Uh, you know, it's, it's it was quite strange in the beginning because it's not something you normally do. So a couple of times I would pop downstairs either to walk Elvis or to pop across the road to the shops and then I thought oh my god you know I forgot my mask uh, and when I saw that uh, quite strict fines something of something of around 10,000 uh, Czech crowns which is um, gosh uh, around well uh, what is that about three three hundred pounds um, something like that uh, if, you, if you're caught without your mask so um, it's quite a lot of money here you know um, and it seems it seems to have done the trick. I mean, as I say, we're we're, we're a month in. Uh, the situation looks to be improving. Uh, the government announced that uh, from yesterday, in fact, uh, some newer uh, categories, uh, different shops could open. So, in the past, it was just uh, things like supermarkets, food shops, uh, pet food shops, chemists. 
Uh, now uh, garages can open, uh, bicycle repair shops can open. Uh, you can remove your face mask uh, when you're at a safe social distance uh, in the countryside. Uh, if you're hiking, if you are cycling, um, and even if you're out running or jogging, uh, as long as you maintain uh, safe social distancing. Uh, regarding our numbers, I, I believe uh, we have something like uh, around uh, five five thousand uh, cases, and we have around a hundred and four hundred and five people uh, sadly uh, passed away. But it seems like the measures uh, the government introduced quite early on. I mean, I, I seem to remember uh, when it happened. I, I don't even think the number of cases were in. Uh, double figures when we went down the path of, of closing the schools uh, but it seems you know it seems to have had an effect um, you know uh, they, they, they obviously seem to be doing something right um, as, as an Englishman um, you know I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried I am worried I'm, I'm very concerned about uh, the situation back home uh, obviously my, all my family is there and uh, my own personal opinion is the government there dithered and, and didn't act uh, quickly enough. And, uh, you know, probably several thousand uh, deaths uh, could have been avoided. And sadly, the situation isn't even that close to being over. So, uh, you know, more people will unfortunately suffer. Uh, regarding or coming back to the Czech Republic for a second, uh, they, they obviously can't tell you exactly when. Uh, restrictions will be lifted. I think it's it's going to be a gradual process. Um, government said the other day that they will probably, uh, you know, start to uh, do things uh, in incrementally. So, um, you know, perhaps the the kindergartens or nursery schools will go back first, and then the younger kids, and then the older kids, and universities. Uh, you know, maybe at uh, uh, weekly intervals or something like that. So I was reading that uh, there is a petition going on or oh, making the rounds at the moment where uh, Czech parents are actually asking the government to keep the schools closed until uh, September. They don't see the point in uh, in risking things because they came up with the idea that you know schools could reopen probably around mid-May and social distancing should be uh, enforced. Uh, it meant uh, that students and teachers would have to wear face masks and stay, you know, a meter, two meters uh, apart from each other, which uh, anywhere in the world would be quite difficult in a school environment. So all that remains to be seen exactly what will happen. But that, that's the general situation at the moment uh, here in the Czech Republic. So I hope that's uh, a bit interesting uh, to look at it uh, from, from a different perspective uh, to whatever country you happen to be living in. Uh, so coming up next, uh, I think we'll talk a bit about Easter and some of the Easter traditions that we have here. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to that. Happy Easter, or Vesele Velikonotze as we say in the Czech Republic. Today is Good Friday, or, as the Czechs say, Velký Pátek. It means Big Friday. Though there's nothing big, of course, about this Friday. 
there will be no church services, no large family gatherings. But it doesn't mean I can't tell you about some of the interesting traditions that go on here in the Czech Republic at Easter time. The funny thing is, Good Friday has only actually been a holiday here, I think, for the last three or four years. Before that, it was quite a normal day, just like any other. Schools, though, would have been closed. Schools always closed from Thursday to Easter Monday. But it wasn't a state holiday, Good Friday, so companies and shops and everything used to be open. Easter, of course, is a time for families to get together, and in this country they would get together and decorate eggs, paint eggs, bake things, bake special sweet Easter bread, or bread called uh, Miranek. It's like a bread in the shape of a, a young ram. And that is pretty much it, really. There's no Easter bunny or Easter egg hunts like we have in the UK or in the United States. Nothing much really happens until Monday. Easter Monday is the big day of celebration. There's nothing religious about it. There's more of a paganism or kind of fertility rite that goes on here. And what it is, and it might sound very strange to you, is that men, groups of men and young boys, go from house to house hitting young women, old women, and girls, in exchange for painted eggs. And all the while they carry this out, they have to recite a poem such as this one. Hody, hody do provody, dejte vejce malovaný, nedáte-li malovaný, dejte aspoň bílý, však vám slepička snese jiný. Many thanks to my dear friend and colleague, Jörg Killer, for providing that recording. It's the first verse of quite a long poem, but that's the verse that most people recite whilst conducting this rather strange, well, to outsiders' eyes, strange ritual that occurs here every Easter Monday. The poem itself just asks, uh, well, demands, really, uh, an egg, a painted egg, and failing that, just a white one, and that the woman shouldn't bother or worry about it because her hens will soon lay another one. Generally what happens, I should probably clarify it really, is that in the run-up to Easter, young boys and men, they collect uh, branches or, or sticks uh, from willow trees and then they plait them together and they make a sort of cane. And they take this cane uh, with them when they visit uh, the houses of uh, female friends and family. And they gently tap the women on the backside whilst reciting that poem. Uh, of course, they don't really beat them or hit them. It's a, it's a very... Uh, soft, uh, soft process, one can say. Um, and generally, they get a painted egg, 
and a shot of alcohol. I have partaken in this particular ritual uh, three times, the last three years actually. Uh, the first year I did it, it was extremely difficult. We visited around 25 houses and in each house I was forced to drink uh, at least uh, one shot of alcohol ranging from uh, homemade moonshine to more well-known uh, and perhaps better quality uh, brands of uh, hard alcohol. So you can imagine uh, by the last house I was in quite a state. Luckily the next year uh, a new foreigner was inducted into the ranks so all attention was on him and uh, the same thing happened uh, the following year. Uh, it puts you out of action uh, pretty much for the rest of the day. You finish uh, in the early part of the afternoon. Uh, certainly I would usually uh, have to fall asleep and try and sleep it off. And then the worst part about it is uh, the next day, the Tuesday, you'd have to go to work with one almighty uh, hangover. Uh, as a teacher, I often ask my uh, students uh, about it. Uh, needless to say, the boys uh, really enjoy it. Um, the girls, however, however uh, they give more mixed responses. Um, some of them really don't like it. They do their best to ensure they're not at home on that day. Uh, they hide from it. Uh, others, however, they don't mind. I find, you know, older women, they, they quite enjoy it. They, they look at it as a, a thing of good luck. Apparently, uh, being uh, tapped while this poem is, uh, is, is being said uh, promises, you know, good health uh, for the future. And it's, uh, you know, legend has it, it has kind of anti-aging uh, properties as well. But this is the main uh, big thing that happens uh, at Easter time here in the Czech Republic. I can't imagine such a tradition uh, being popular back home in the UK. Uh, obviously, uh, it has uh, issues uh, when it comes to uh, gender equality and that kind of thing. Um, it's very big in uh, our region and actually in this, uh, this region, the Eastern Bohemia region of the Czech Republic. Um, women have the opportunity to uh, do this particular thing uh, usually a week or two weeks uh, before Easter Monday. So they get to come round and uh, gently demand uh, eggs or sweets from uh, male members uh, of their family and male friends as well. So it has evened things up a little bit, uh, certainly over the last uh, few decades. Uh, in other parts of the Czech Republic um, and, uh, you know, out towards uh, Moravia uh, and actually I think also in Slovakia, they have other things that they do. Uh, for example, I believe uh, throwing women into uh, rivers or lakes if they're available or pouring buckets of cold water over them uh, is, is one, uh, one particular custom. And uh, I believe uh, in, in Moravia, in some places, they actually uh, spray uh, perfume and uh, deodorants and things like that on 
uh, unsuspecting women as well, which, you know, it, it it's a bit strange, I suppose, but, you know, who am I to judge uh, what's been going on here for quite a while? And, you know, of course, nobody uh, really gets hurt from it. And as I say, some people uh, enjoy it. So I hope you found it a bit interesting to learn uh, about a slightly different uh, approach to Easter and a different custom. Uh, and uh, yeah, I hope I hope you uh, you found it beneficial to to learn something to learn something new. With nothing much going on these days owing to the current situation, Elvis and I find ourselves spending a lot of time at home, well, apart from the three or four daily walks that we take. Um, usually I'm a very big reader, though I find, for some reason, now I've got this extra time, I find it very hard to concentrate on reading a book. So I've taken to watching a lot more television than I normally do. And I started to watch that series Tiger King on Netflix. Uh, I put it off uh, because I didn't think it would be my cup of tea. Though listening to the radio uh, from the UK, uh, a lot of people have been talking about it recently. So I thought yesterday I would give it a go. And I realised I'd seen the, the main character, this Joe Exotic, somewhere before. I'd seen him actually on a Louis Theroux documentary uh, a few years ago. And I remember thinking then what a strange character he, he is. Um, the series, I'm, I'm halfway through. I think I finished uh, episode four last night. It, it really is crazy. I mean, it's, it's insane. Um, I, I, honestly, it, I, I don't think I've even got the words uh, to describe it. Uh, I never thought... Well, to be honest, I, I'm just surprised. It's it's a true story. It, it, it It's almost something out of... Well, you couldn't write it, to be honest. I think you would struggle even to come up with the types of characters that are in it. Um, it's certainly something to keep the, the boredom at bay. Um, though, I must say, as, as someone who really likes animals, uh, some of the scenes in it are a bit distressing when you think about how uh, the poor creatures are mistreated uh, by various people within the series. However, it's 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 definitely worth watching. Um, you know, it's it's out of the normal, um, and sometimes you know these aren't normal times. So I suppose it's probably something good to keep you keep you occupied. So that would be my recommendation. Uh, my tea time recommendation uh, for you over uh, this period is to check it out. If you've got Netflix, have a, have a little look at uh, The Tiger King, and I'm sure you will be shocked, surprised, uh, but also, uh, you know, interested and, and curious that such uh, crazy things uh, can actually go on in the world. Uh, yes, so... Check it out. Even if that's not new information, certainly it's been confirmed, at least to me, that indeed the truth can certainly be stranger than fiction. 
So we're coming towards the end of this podcast. I hope it has been a little bit insightful or entertaining for you. Uh, I just want to say that the tea time tea for today was relax uh, from the Lord Nelson range at Lidl. Very nice. It's a herbal tea blend with fennel, rubos, chamomile, and mint. Relax by Lord Nelson. Very relaxing indeed, too, I must say. Certainly it's something we could all do with in these strange times of stress and worry. I'd recommend it. So when you're out for your essential shop and you happen to go to a Lidl, why not pick it up? You know, a nice cup of relaxing hot tea and an episode of The Tiger King on Netflix might be a good way to spend your Easter weekend. Or, I say weekend, doesn't really matter now, does it? All the days seem to go and roll into one. I keep forgetting it's Friday. You know, I sometimes have to ask my Amazon device to tell me what day or what date it is. Anyway, so I'm going to wrap up. But before I do, I'm going to leave you with some insightful words from my co-host and dear friend, Elvis. Thanks very much for that, Elvis. I'm sure those were undoubtedly wise, insightful, and comforting words for our dear listeners. So everyone, I'm going to end now. Thank you very much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. And I also hope you'll join us again for the next episode. All that remains for me to say is, stay indoors, stay safe, and stay healthy. Elvis and I have a very happy Easter. Bye-bye. <laughs>